1: Oilers
0: now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. It is currently 107 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with the Oilers in Denver, Colorado. off day. Western Conference final did not go well for Edmonton last night. Lost game one to the very talented AB squad. Final score, 8-6. We're down 7-3 rallied to make it 7-6, pulled the Guardian, and uh, Lannaskog put it away with an ENG. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. The Ashley Five Floors text line number is seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott he is available at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's at Brendan Escott. We'll tell you Japanese Village open a survey at any one of their five Edmonton area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit JvEdmonton.ca. Uh, we'll head back into. The Ashley Fine Flores text line. Brendan, you just let me know when we're good to go here. Brad has texted the show to say, Bob, imagine if they reviewed the goal and ruled it offside. Would anybody be complaining about the wrong call? Didn't think so. That one comes to us from Brad. Um... Bob, you always tell us about Chicago, Montreal, Nashville. Describe, uh, Denver to us. How much do you like it? How's the city? Is it hard to breathe there, et cetera? Uh, Denver's a beautiful city. Uh, we stay, I don't want to give away too much, but we stay in a very nice part in Denver and not in downtown. De- we've, we've stayed in this area before and we're back in this area right now instead of in downtown Denver. And it is gorgeous. It's really nice. Uh, there we go. Again, you can, that's, I would tell you that a lot of players, all you know, who, who better to get a perspective than that? We welcome back to the show, our headliner today, uh, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal based media personality, former heavyweight champ, of the NHL, George Laroque. He's our orders now headliner for Will Hawk beef jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. George, how you doing? Awesome, Bob. How's everything on your side? Well, we're in the third round of the playoffs, so that's awesome. Look, I did my first NHL play-by-play in Denver for the San Jose Sharks in January of 2001. So, I, you know, it's a special place for me. Uh, we're out in Cherry Creek right now, George, in Denver. I know when Mac T coached the team, he likes staying here. You've been in all the different NHL cities. I think Denver is probably a top five, top eight. Like, I got Montreal up there. I love going to Chicago. I think Nashville is a great place to go to. Where would you rate Denver in terms of the cities around the league?
1: Yeah, well, you're right that during playoff, uh, you know, it's 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 awesome there. We played there so many times. Uh, you're talking about big uh, rivals with uh, the Avalanche, Colorado, including one series that we came back and we beat them with the what an upset that was. But, yeah, you're right that playing in Colorado, um, you know, the, the sound of the team when they got into the ice, seeing Folesburg, Saki, all these guys, it was crazy. It was awesome, man. It, it was so much fun. And and it's awesome to see U.S. cities like this. Like, you always talk about how hockey is more passionate in Canada. Of course, in Canada, it's awesome. But market like Colorado, even Minnesota, you know, people love their hockey. And, and it's always great to play in these type of markets.
0: George, I got to tell you this. Just We, we weren't going to talk about this, but when you guys came back in 1998... I, that to me is one of the most stunning comebacks of all. I mean, the Avalanche had Forsberg and Sackick. So they had two of the maybe two of the top three or four forwards in the NHL at that time. They had Patrick Waugh, who was generally considered the best goaltender in the league. They had a bunch of, you know, Olsenish was a dynamic offensive defenseman, and they had. You know, Deadmarsh. So I remember he, he got the better of Ryan Smith to where I think at the end of Game Six in that series, like they had a hell of a team. I'm and they had you guys down had, three
1: and one. We, and we had Doug Waite, Todd Marchand, Kelly Bogberger, and Curtis Joseph. Compared to the players you just named, so that didn't make sense. But you know what? That's what allers hockey is, man. Back then, we didn't have the money to compete with those big market teams that could buy players. But you know. Uh, you know, it, and it was the time where there was, I think the others had like 16 owners. But, you know, we played four-line hockey, hard nose hockey. It was tough to win in our barn. And, uh, yeah, it, it was awesome, man. It was, it was back when hockey was played very physical and uh, we, we were, like, we were down team, same thing, when we played Detroit in 2006 in the first round. And, uh, man, it, it was great. It was awesome this time. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't, uh, didn't think that was going to happen, but but Bob, we have to talk about something that happened yesterday. That 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 when you asked me how I was doing, I'm still upset about it. So I have to talk go about for it. it. I know you probably, I know you probably talked about it a lot, but go I have for it. to talk about. The floor is yours, George. Go. Okay, so I have to talk about what happened yesterday with that goal that that was allowed when my car scored. First of all, uh, I heard all the explanation, Ron McLean, and all over the place that people were talking about the fact that that the the guy. Wasn't touching the puck and all these things, but again, Kel McCarr. It's not like Stu Brimson was handling the puck and losing the puck each time that he dribbles the puck. It's Kel McCarr. Kel McCarr was in control of the puck, he was trying to hurry up to get a shot before the period ends. So, you can't talk to me that in like in the role that he was not in control of it. I can't believe that they counted that goal. That goal was so offside. There is an instance in the past that we see seen players on purpose lifting their stick and waiting till a player comes out. That's not what Makar did. He was in full control to hurry up to get a shot. And in playoffs, the fact that after review they allowed that, I couldn't believe it because if there's a play that you cannot, when there's an interpretation like this, when you have to look through the rule books with X, 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 and all those little rules little that you see, then you have to tell yourself, do we really want to allow a goal like this that's going to bring so much debate? Because they, even their own players were surprised when the goal was allowed after they went up because they all saw the replay. They're like, oh, this is up. You could see in their body language they didn't expect this goal to be good. And even our team, like our, our, our team, as people that are responsible for looking at the video, they looked at it and it was clear that it was no goal. And then after that, of course, they were going to score in a power play because this always happens when there's an injustice that happens. So the only thing, Bob, with all this, that the only positive output about this is that in game one, we never do good, and game one usually wakes us up for the rest of the series. So the fact that we lost the way that we did and the fact that this injustice happened, I see the others being mad for game two. We're going to win game two. We're going to do a split before we go back to Anderson. And I you it's like... Uh, uh, I hope you're right. I love
0: the passion, George. So here's what happened. The game five against Calgary, because we haven't spoke to you about the Battle of Alberta. You had to love that the Oilers won this series in five, five games and came back from 9-6 down in game one, right?
1: It's yeah, awesome. you know what? You, you know what? This uh, series, it was unbelievably awesome because after the Lutrips thing happened, I was ready to suit it up for the Oilers and play against Calgary and beat them up. But the others did the best thing that you could do. The best thing that you could do when something <laughs> happens is you beat them on the ice. So they're like, oh, you know what? Uh, you have to run the 40-year-old goalie because so you guys could win. Well, you guys have a vizina. No, no. We want more and net. We don't care that it's a nominee for vizina. We're going to show you guys how good we are. And they did. They, their frustration, they did it by beating them on the ice. And I love that. Because Kaggle was out in five. Now it's bye-bye. And now, like, how about Kichuk? That that was all over Kane? He asked Kane if Kane wanted some money. Well, look, you motivated Kane, and look what he did in this series. You know? And that's the thing. I love how the players responded with adversity they responded to the to to the flames that they thought after the first game that they were going to win the stanley cup but you know what others were not done until you come in our barn, you beat us in our barn, but you see the passion a fan brings in our barn, there's no way there's no way that people are coming and disrespect us and everything with the fans that we have it is amazing so i think so when control bob bar- that game is nothing to be worried about. We don't do one good, do one like do good in games one. Um, Mike Smith bounce always bounced back to a bad performance because it was a tough first game. But it's okay. We're gonna bounce back, and I think that we're gonna be okay
0: all right well i hope you're right george just circling back to kachuk he was very quiet in the final three games and in game five jay woodcroft put evander kane he switched hyman and kane and put kane with nugent hopkins because they were getting the Lindholm kachuk line so kachuk might have made the comment about the money but i'm wondering whether or not evander kane might have made a comment along the lines like you want to drop the gloves you know, I'll beat the living you you want. <laughs> you know, you know. Maybe you can tell a story. When you guys played Detroit in 06, how many times did guys challenge how many different guys challenged Brendan Shanahan during that series?
1: Yeah, well no, we we all did. It was the thing is we knew that with physicality, that's how you get skilled players out of their game. Because Detroit was more skilled than we were, but they didn't want to mix it up. They didn't want to play the physical game. That's not their game. And we have to get them all of their elements. And you know the thing with Evander Kane is not just the fact that he could score goals, but the thing is is that I don't know. And, I, and Bob, you could correct me on this, but how many star players in the NHL could drop him like he can? Like how many? Maybe Jamie Benn, but Jamie Benn is slow now. He's not as fast as he used to be. But other than you know, when you look at is Tom him, Wilson is
0: Tom Wilson a
1: star player? He's not as good a yeah, goal scorer well, as Evander Kane. No, he's not. Yeah, he's not as good. But yeah, I guess you could say that he's. Close, but not a game-breaker like Evander Kane is. Evander Kane, is, you look at him, look at that goal that he scored against Calgary, like that goal in one leg, but that, you know, that, that flicker that was so important. You know, he's is it, is it like, that guy is a goal scorer, and now he sees his second chance in Edmonton, and it's awesome to see. Like, I love people when they get the second chance and they see it and stuff, showing people that, yeah, you know, in life sometimes things happen, but it's how you get up from it, and now... How many teams I'm going to be running after him after that? Hopefully, uh, we find ways to get room to keep him in Edmonton, and hopefully, it takes a discount to stay here and to continue building uh, a winning culture here.
0: Well, it's been a great fit. I mean, Evander Kane, George, just just you're going to laugh at this. He's played 56 games for the Oilers. He has 35 goals in 56 yeah. games. He's got he's leading the playoffs with 13 goals. And I, it's not just that he can fight; he's a he can be he's mean at times on the ice. Like yeah. you know, he'll he'll go at you he'll go at you, and
1: I mean he fought and he, Ryan Reeves. And, 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 and you know you know what's good about that is that people have to understand is that we have Cassian, but Kasten you know he, he has his role in the fourth line, but he plays he doesn't play against top line. When you have a guy like like evander kane that is a toughest as that plays in top line usually other teams they don't want to have a player like this that they could counter in their top line because since he's playing the first line you can't put ryan reeves against the line of mcdavid because Evander Kane is there so that's why they're outmatching people by their physicality and sometimes oh he could be nasty like against other players that he's playing against and that's an advantage because it's giving more room to McDavid in the dry saddle, and it's awesome. It's like, even kind of reminds me of Keith Ketchuk. Keith Ketchuk was like that too. He had a knee shrink in him, he was physical, and he never played against tough guys because he was a tough line player. And that room, that dimension that he gives to McDavid is just awesome.
0: I think he negated Matthew Kachuk a bit in the last series, and I'm going to stand by that comment.
1: All right, so Edmonton needs to be
0: better. Darnell Nurse is a great athlete. Clearly, George, he's compromised. You can tell he's playing through an injury. And the problem is when you're playing Colorado, they're way faster and way deeper than the Calgary Flames. They can come at you in waves. It's going to be a challenge. Edmonton, George, is going to need to manage the puck better, aren't they?
1: You know you know when you talk just so people know, because a lot of people criticize Donald Nurse uh, when he got beat by my McKinnon the last game. Just so you guys understand. Donald Nurse is faster skating wise than McKinnon. You know he's hurt when McKinnon goes around him like this because he's physical and he's way faster than that. And when we saw McKinnon do that, I was like, that to me confirmed to me how he's not 100%, but he's still there for the team and he's still playing. But, yeah, you're right that, that you're looking at this fun hockey game yesterday with no defense. Um, you know, we have to do better defensively. But, again, Bob, it's perfect because if we're going to lose a game, let's lose it like this so we could tighten up things in a second game and come up with a win because it's fine. It's going to wake up our team. I'd rather lose like this than losing in overtime. Because in overtime, it brings to spirit. Losing a game like this, you know you could score goals against that team that people all talk about is McCar. But defensively, with, with without Girard, because Girard, I'm sorry, but before Girard got hurt, defensively, he was the best defenseman for Colorado. McCar is the best offensive defenseman, but defensively, uh, there's a lot of lack in his game. So I think that we're going to exploit that because our offense is still good. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And to be honest with you, you can't do worse the next game. And I think that we're going to be good before we go back home.
0: All right, George, uh, you're in Montreal today. The Montreal hey, Canadiens.
1: Yeah, but hold on. Uh, just a couple of things I just want to say before you talk about Montreal. For the fans that are listening to us in Edmonton. A lot of fans, Bob, has asked me opportunities so I could find stuff for them. So what I did... The others are flying me in on Monday, okay? On Monday, so I can meet the fans. So there's two things that I'm going to do for you guys. From 1 to 3 o'clock on Monday, June 6th, I will be at Frogger's Card Store, uh, 15521 118 Avenue. I'll be signing autographs from 1 to 3 for the fans that will come there. And for the people going to the game, from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock, I'll be at the Joey Moss pit across Rogers Place. And I'll be signing autographs for the fans that will be there. So look forward to sign stuff for you guys, take pictures with you guys, because uh, I know uh, people want to know sometimes some events that I do so I can meet you guys. So I will be there. I'll be there to cheer on the Oilers, on the Jumbotron, screaming and stuff, and we're going to win this game for So that's another thing that I wanted to say to the fans often that are wondering, oh, when can I get you to come and sign stuff? So I wanted to give those two address so I could see you guys on Monday.
0: George, great job of promotion there. You would have been a great uh, a great wrestler, right? Because you can really work the mic, no question about that. All right. <laughs> the Montreal, Montreal. Canadiens today, three-year extension uh, for an interim head coach, Martin Saint-Louis. How is that playing out in La Belle-Provence?
1: Okay, so there's a couple of things about that. Uh, people are excited because when Saint-Louis came in at first, you know, the team started to win. But, again, they started to lose towards the end of the season. But more importantly, the reason why he came in is to bring back confidence to the players like Caulfield, like Suzuki, that had a hard time putting points on the board. And look at the way that Colfield finished the years with 20 goals. So so the fact that the players got the offensive touch with Martin St. Louis, people, they think that he's a good guy with the young kid that could bring a winning culture now, people, everybody agrees that he deserves an extension. He did a good job on what was there. But now, Bob, with his three-year contract, now people going to expect results. I think in his third year, if the team doesn't make the playoff, he's going to feel the heat. So, some people think that he has three years and then they'll give him another contract of two years to make sure that in those two years they have to make it. I'm not too sure, but the first two years he has time developing young guys, but in the third year people are going to expect results because Montreal, as you know, it's a winning culture here. They like a coach when you sign them, but people want to see playoff. they want to see results. So, he won't have too much pressure this year, but in two years, man, pressure's on, he has to bring this team to George, awesome
0: stuff. Love the energy, love the passion. Look forward to seeing you on Monday. Yes, see you on Monday, brother. There you go. That is Edmonton sporting icon, the former heavyweight champ of the National Hockey League, Montreal-based media personality, George Laroque. The vehicle pipeline is moving. Our friends at Brent Ridge Ford have a few units in stock and more on the way. You can check with Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang to see if they've got the right vehicle for you. If not, they can order one to the exact specifications that you want. But hurry, because the order bank is getting full. If you want to be treated fairly, when you buy a vehicle and get outstanding service, call the gang at brent ridge ford one 877 that's one 877 brent ridge ford your ford truck authority on the auto mile in wetasqua we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell and when we come back our nhl insider for legacy heating and cooling john shannon you're listening to oilers now oilers now
1: with bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad